carry on today with, with something that I started to, to get into last week. I really only got to my introduction, but it sort of went off. And um, we read last week from the 16th chapter about Abraham, about how, do you remember we did the 75 thing and the 86 thing? Yeah? And the 99 thing. And at 99, Abram was laughing at the promises of God. Like, <laughs> get a grip. This is never going to happen. And then God turns up and says, I am El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. And we've heard all the wonderful sermons about that, so I'm not going to repeat your standard. God is the all-sufficient one. He's the God of more than enough, which he certainly is. But what I brought out of that last week was the fact that God turned up and said, listen, unless I intervene, nothing's ever going to be born. <laughs> so I'm the one who can do this. I'm the all-sufficient one. But you've got to get a, a little bit straightened up there, Abram. Do you remember this? And so he changed his name. And God came down to Abram. And even in the middle of all of that, Abram laughed and said, Really, shall a child be born to my wife who's barren and 90 and me? I'm 99 and pretty much God just dead. Is that it, really? Can't Ishmael be the one that you bless? <laughs> what I helped with, not that God needed any help at all. And, and God just said, No! It's not happening, Abram. When I promise something, I'm going to see that that promise comes to pass. Not your apology of an example of something that's gone wrong, that I'm now going to have to redeem and cover and whatever else. No, I want my will to be done. I declared it and I'm going to do it. How many of you know God's committed to fulfilling His own word? Absolutely He is. And so there was... Almighty God turned up and said, I'm going to make another covenant with you, Abram, because the last one got you straight into the land, fine, but you've been hanging around now for 24 years. And then we find out from Romans chapter 4 that when Abram was 100 years old, he had unshakable faith, unquenchable faith. He didn't waver at the promise of God. Why? Because of that encounter he had when he was 99. Absolutely amazing what God can do when he turns up. Never underestimate what God can do when God turns up. Yeah, but it's been 24 years. Yeah, but in a moment things can change. Now we don't live in that expectation that everything just keeps going wrong and God's just got to break through or else. No, we live, we walk by faith. And the reason these things are in the Bible is so we can learn from them. So we don't have to have 24 years and get to the place of discouragement, frustration and laughing at the promises of God. That we can keep ourselves in the faith that God has put on the inside. Doesn't mean to say that things don't take time, but thank God we don't have to get to the place where we're laughing at the promises of God. Amen? Is this okay? No, we're just sort of recapping on what happened last week. So today I want to carry on and I'm not going to turn to Genesis 16 and 17 where we were last week because otherwise I'll preach it all again and that would not be good. It would be good but it wouldn't be beneficial. <laughs> 
So we are going to go straight in, and I've called this week the law of faith. The law of faith. And the law of faith is something that works. See, faith works. The Bible says that the just shall live, shall live by faith. It's in the Bible four times. It's, it's our lifestyle. It's not our last resort. It's our lifestyle. We walk by faith. We talk by faith. We pray by faith. We receive by faith. See, faith is the lifestyle of the believer. And there is a law of faith. It says in Romans, I think, chapter 3, verse, is it 17 or 27? I don't have this in my notes, 27. Where is arrogance then? Where is, this isn't about what we can do, how great we are, where we can boast. It's excluded. This is speaking about how we have a relationship with God and how we live, if you read it in context. It says, by what law of works are you going to be great in God and achieve things in God because of what you do? No, but by the law of faith. Everybody say the law of faith. The law of faith. Law of faith. Now that word law does not mean like a law, you do, you don't, you must, you mustn't. The law, you know, like the laws we have in the nation. It really means a principle. How something works. The greatest example, and I've been preaching this for many years, I've heard it off of other people, so don't make any apology for that, and that is the law of gravity. It's a law. It works 100% of the time. That's what, it's the reason it can be called a law. It's because it works 100% of the time. If I get my Bible, what's going to happen if I let go? Quite simple. It will drop. I could stand here all day long and it would do this. doesn't matter how many hundreds of thousands of times I do it. There will not be one time that it does not fall to the ground. Why? Because there is a law of gravity. Now, I can... I can undermine that law. I can actually put in a higher law called the law of lift, which means I can throw it up. And now, you see here, if I just let go, it goes down. But if I throw it up, it's not going down, it's going up. Why? Because I bring in a higher law, the law of lift. But how many of you know when the amount of the law of lift that I apply runs out, the law of gravity is still there? I didn't change the law of gravity. I just put in a higher law so I can throw it up, but then it starts coming down again. Really simple. There are laws in the kingdom of God. When I say laws, I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments and the thousands of laws in, under the Old Testament and all that. I'm talking about principles. The Bible says there is a law of love. It's called the royal law. There is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which has set us free from the Law of sin and death. These are not legal laws. They are principles. How the kingdom operates. There is a law of uh, freedom. And that operates by you get in the word of God. 
you read the Word of God, you do the Word of God, and you live in the good of the Word of God. That's how the law works. And there's a law of faith. And the law of faith, I'm going to absolutely push this home today, works 100% of the time. It is a law. So I have absolute what word shall I use? Conviction, certainty on the inside that if God has said it, clearly he will back it up. It will come to pass because there is a law of faith. And it works 100% of the time. You see, what... um, you know, tradition would want us to do is to get into the place where there's no conviction or certainty other than the, just the big ones. That Jesus is Lord. Amen. That he was born. That he's coming again. And then they put the conviction and the certainty on things that actually are supposed to involve our lives and, and our conviction of faith. And when We work hand in hand with God. God's will comes to pass. But some people put their conviction on, you know what, everything that happens is God's will because God's sovereign. Well, that's not what I find in the Word of God. I find that God's will is not always done unless the law of faith is put into operation. Are you with me? Okay, so the law of faith. I'm going to go very quickly through this. It operates in the life of Abram in the most clear way. Very clear. And I trust that as we hear this this morning, it can be applied into our everyday lives. Because faith, the just shall live by faith. And if you read Romans 3 and 4, it's basically saying, look at Abram and do what he does. Walk in the footsteps of the faith of Abraham. To do with how we come to Christ, absolutely. But to do with our everyday lives as well. So the first thing that Abraham experienced, the first thing that Abraham did is he saw something. He saw something. When God turned up to Abraham, he said, look at the stars. Do you remember we sang this morning, I receive your vision. I receive your vision. You see, God is a God. When he comes, he says, look at this. So many times when he speaks, he says, what do you see? Again, I love that new song. Can you see or do you see what I see? (laughs) I'd like to ask this as well. Do you hear what I hear? There was a time when God spoke in the Gospels and said, this is my beloved son. And it was audible, but some people heard thunder. And other people heard clearly that it was the voice of God. You see, hearing and and, uh, seeing things in the Spirit, as it were, needs the Holy Spirit. Needs the Holy Spirit. But God began by saying, Look at the stars. See the stars. Try and count them. Here's the sand. Try to count the grains of sand. What God did is he put a, an image into, them, into, the, into the thoughts 
of his person. We live in a very, very imagey world. It's all visuals. It's all visuals. We're surrounded by not just adverts, but just by images. All artificial. They're all just thrown at us. You see things when you're swiping through. I don't know about you, but I have to swipe quickly sometimes. Amen. We're surrounded by stuff. No wonder King David said, I put a watch upon my eyes. I'm not going to look at that. I don't want to look at that. I want to see stuff that's going to be at the start of this process of faith. You see, there are actually two, oh, I wasn't going to go there. There are, two, there are two avenues. One that ends up with God's will being done. That's the law of faith. And the other avenue, which is very similar and really has exactly the same thing going on, ends up with another will being done, which is certainly not God. The plans of the enemy coming to pass. But they're two very clear rows and avenues and they operate in exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. So let's begin with the sea. What do you see? What is it that is, a, that is an image that's so powerful in your life? See, God will turn up and say, look at the stars. So shall your descendants be. But the first thing he does is he puts a picture in. When you close your eyes, you can see it. You can see it. That's how this law of faith starts. It starts with a picture. Now, okay, if you're like me, I, I find it quite hard to close my eyes and see things, see pictures. What I do is I tend to hear. And some people say, oh, I don't start with a, you know, a picture. It starts with words. Well, can I say all words are, are things that describe pictures? If I said rabbit, you don't see R-A-B-B-I-T. You don't see that, do you? If I said rabbit, you see a rabbit. If you got a rabbit, you see your rabbit. Words paint pictures. If I said red rabbit, you don't see R-E-D, R-A-B-B-I-T. You see a rabbit and someone's got an aerosol and they've sprayed them red. Now, I'm not encouraging anybody to do that, okay? It's bad. If I said three-legged rabbit, Everything I say, the words will paint a picture. The words paint a picture. This is so important. When God turned up to a number of the prophets, he said, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. I see a this. I see a that. I see things. Because what happens when you see a picture or where you hear a word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We can get to all of this stuff. When you see a picture, it puts an image in your mind. God has given you a mind for a purpose, not to be a football, not to be a, a playground for the smut of the world. Hello. We live in such a world today, we're thrown thousands. I can't remember, I've been told the amount of images we see in a day or a week or a month or whatever it is. It is thousands. 
and your brain is so powerful, it picks up every one of them. Picks up every one of them. I'm not saying go throw away your TV or just walk around with your eyes shut just in case. But can I just say, if you have a choice of the things you see, make sure you choose wisely. We're surrounded by stuff we have no choice about. It's just there. You walk down the road, you see it or you hear it. Have you ever heard something and you see where you were when that thing made an impact in your life? I can. I can just go past the shop in the high street and if they play a song. I mean, I was in a restaurant last night. It was Stephen's 16th birthday. Happy birthday to you, wherever he is, on a camera somewhere. There he is. Happy birthday, Stephen. Happy birthday. 16 years old. And we were in a restaurant and we were just ordering the food. And, you know, I was not thinking about the music. You know, there's always background music. I love music. Always been a musician. Love music. Love, it just, it's a very strong thing in my life. And um, all of a sudden, a song came on that I haven't heard for years, probably decades. Well, probably, yeah, at least 10, 15, 20 years. And the song came on, and immediately I saw myself in a hotel over in Germany on a school trip. Isn't that amazing? And I was 14, 15 at the time. One song, and all of that imagery, you know, came into my life. And there are people that I, you know, Sarah was there, and Ross was there, and Jake was there. People I haven't seen for 36 years, 37 years. The power of, number one, sounds, but the power of image. This is why this law of faith begins with what you see. See, people trying to fight and believe God and whatever else, they got completely the wrong pictures in their mind. You can never receive, to believe and receive your healing, which we're going to have a little line of words. Over here is the healing. Here's where the lump goes. Or the doctor says you're cancer free. It's there. But look, there's a lot of room between over there and over there right now. And people jump in here. Oh, someone pray for me. Somebody pray for me. Quick emergency. And they still got the wrong image right the way back over here. They've seen that their father died at an early age. They've seen the people around them. They've been stuck in a hospital and they see all these images and whatever else. And they've got that in their mind. And now they're trying to, you know, to cut through to this place of healing. Now there's a place absolutely where God does a miracle. But I'm not talking about miracles this morning. I'm talking about the life of faith. Two different things. See, faith comes in on a daily basis and we walk by faith but God can break through at any time and do a miracle whether you believe or not but I don't want to live like that that's really for the world that's really for the world the life of faith is for the believer are you with me but you see we got to spend time doing this bit over here in order that this bit over here is a daily basis, a daily occurrence. And we're living in the blessing and the favour and the goodness of God. Are you, are you getting anything out of this today? So C, what is C? Press the button. It's our vision. 
Now, we use that word vision. What's your vision, Pastor Oh, I'm going to be this, and I'm going to be that, and I'm going to have my own business, or I'm going to have this great family, or whatever it is. Can I just say, let's bring it down to bite size. What's your vision for this week? What's your vision for your life? Can you see yourself, you know, old and decrepit and just giving up? Hello? Or do you see yourself, it's not an age thing, but that, that, that sort of, can you see yourself the way the Word of God paints the pictures? That you're full of joy. You're full of faith. You're full of love. You're full of grace. You're full of forgiveness. See, if you watch EastEnders all the time, you're going to see yourself like that. Good preaching, Pastor Jay. Thank you very much. Seriously. What you watch is what you will be. And when all hell breaks loose, you're going to react like what you see. So when somebody has a go, you're just going to curse them back instead of having grace. And when the world does all their stuff and they just cancel everybody, you're going to say, you know what? No, I'm going to have grace and love. But for the grace of God, there, there goes I. What you see, I need to move on. So what you see, oh, I'm just doing this from memory. God gives us vision. Vision drives us, stirs us, inspires us, motivates us. God sets before us possibilities that we're to see for our lives. Can you see the stars for your life? Can you see the sand for your life? The enemy wants to destroy what you see. By giving you other things to see. Other things to look at. The last thing you need if you're lying in a hospital room, believing God, is to watch ER on TV. <laughs> oh, never miss, a, ne never miss an episode. Well, I think you need to. You're lying in hospital. You need to be looking at something else that's going to build your faith. <laughs> Amen. The last thing you need to be seeing if you've got financial pressure is the news <laughs> about how bad everything is. I'm not saying isolate yourself into some little hermit hole. It's not what I'm doing. But I'm saying make sure what you see is strong enough to handle what is around you. What's the second thing that happens? Hope. Now, hope is an incredibly powerful thing. Hope is I will be or this will be. Hope and faith get confused all the time by Christians. Have you got faith? Yeah, Pastor Jay, I'm going to be healed. That is not an expression of faith. It's an expression of hope. Hope is always future. Is this all right? We're going a little bit teachy this morning. Hope is always future. It's always future. This will come to pass is not a statement of faith, it's a statement of hope. Hope is so powerful in the Bible. God is the God of hope. Don't put hope down, 
Paul Hopar, people have accused me for years. All you want to do is, pill pe- is, is to build people's hopes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you ain't got any hope, you can never walk by faith. Because faith is the extension of hope. But you can't move in faith until you know what you got by hope. Hope is a vision of the future. Hope is the promise of God for your life. Hope is what God said. You're going to be a father. You're going to this. This is going to work out. God's going to turn it around. Those are powerful statements of hope. And hope stirs you. God is the God of hope. We have hope by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. We have hope from the kingdom of God. Hope is something to build up in our lives, to to establish, to stir up. Hope is a powerful thing. Hope, if I can put it up here, and just in our words, is expectation. What do you expect? Oh, you know what? Everything just goes bad. Well, that's not hope. That's hopeless. Now, do you remember I said there are two avenues? I've only got the good one up here. All right, because I want you to see the good one. See hope, which is what God shows us to our expectation. The same thing sort of happens underneath here, but there are different words on top for how the world operates. What they see makes them hopeless. Hopeless. When it's in God, it gives you hope. Builds your hope. This is going to turn around. This is going to work together for my good. What do you expect? One great word for that word expectation. Where the Apostle Paul said, I know this is going to turn around for my good. According to your prayer, the power, the power, the supply of the Holy Spirit. And that in all things, I expect this to turn around for good. According to my expectation, he says. Expectation is something to build in your life. Now, expectation will be there whether you're on the hope or the hopeless road. If you're hopeless, you're still going to expect stuff, but you're expecting the wrong stuff. Whereas somebody can expect their needs to be met, somebody else can expect to go bankrupt. And all that's changed is what they see. What you see is so vitally important. It gives you hope. It builds your hope. It builds your expectation. I will. I can. I'm going to. This is going to turn around. But it's so easy to get stuck in the I wills of life. I will. This is going to turn around, Pastor Jay. Five years' time. This is going to turn around, Pastor Jay. Ten years' time. This is going to turn around, Pastor Jay. Eleven years' time. This is going to turn around because I'm going to have Hagar. It's called hope deferred. And what does it do? Make your heart sick. You see, people who live in a state of hope all the time, they're always declaring what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be, and every year it's still going to be, and in five years' time it's going to be, and in ten years' time it's going to be. You can't live like that forever. What happens is depression, frustration, You know, cynicism, you end up like Abram. (laughs) Fat lot of good this is. It's never going to happen. Pastor Jay preached it was going to happen. It's never happened for me. It's the hope deferred. Hope deferred. 
hope deferred. So it's very easy at this stage in the law of faith to go from hope to hopeless. And it's because we got to do something with this hope thing. Now what God did with Abram is God turned up and said, I am almighty God. Walk before me, shed your blood. And he went from hopeless Is this making sense now? He went from hopeless to a place of hope again and he walked into faith and had the child. But this is the law of faith. This will work 100% of the time. This will work for your marriage. This will work for your finances. This will work for your kids. This will work for the, the health in your physical body. Everything that is under our authority to make a difference in Jesus' name by the promise of God that he's given me a promise and it's going to come to pass. This will work 100% of the time. But we got to stay on the road. We see something. How do we see it? We open the Bible, we read the words, and we let them paint a picture in our lives. This is not because an angel turns up and he gives me a vision. No, forget, forget that. If it happens, great, but don't be praying for it. That's the biggest and quickest route into deception that there is. Just read the book. Lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Okay, let me get that in me till I can see it. Till I can see it. Till I can see it. Not till I can see it and I lay hands on it. It doesn't happen. I can see it and it does happen. So it becomes a vision. It becomes something so real that when I close my eyes, I see people getting up. The Word of God painting pictures. But then I've got to get to the place. You see, if all I do is say, oh, they will recover. They will recover. Or, I'm, I believe. I, I believe it's going to happen. I believe. What you do is you're always keeping it in the future. Something's got to happen to bring it into the now. It's got to happen to bring it into the now. What is the next step? Well, it's clearly faith. See, which is your vision. Hope, which is your expectation. Faith. Now faith, just like I said, hope is in the future, faith is in the now. Hope says, I will be, faith says, I am. Now sometimes you've got to start to say, I am, before you believe you are. Hello? Because what happens is the power of your words will change what you believe. This is the law of faith. It's really simple. And it's in our authority to do something with. The more you declare what you believe, the more you believe it. Oh, but Pastor Jay, that's just convincing yourself. I think, yeah, I think we all need some convincing. Because <laughs> all we do is keep declaring what we don't believe. Oh, that's never going to work out. You know, in your computer, you turn it on in the morning, you go to work, you turn it on, it's slow. You piece of junk. You're talking to stuff in the negative all the time. It's time to talk to it in the positive. It's time to talk to it in the positive. But faith is this spirit. It's the I am a father now. Do you know that's what God did with Abram? He took him from the place of I will be, I will be, I will be. Hope deferred. There's Hagar, there's Ishmael. It's never going to happen. God came up and said, no, I'm changing your identity not to I will be, but I am. I am a father. 
I believe I receive. My needs are met. But Pastor Jay, I know you're what's in your bank account. Or I believe, I know that by his stripes I was healed. I'm a healed man. Oh, but Pastor Jay, I can see that lump on your leg. I don't care what you can see because you're going back down here, going down the wrong road. I'm going to stay on the right road. I can see the healing. I can see the deliverance. I can see the salvation. I can see what God is doing. And you know what that does? That builds expectation for it to come to pass. And a time comes when I can see it. I can see it. I believe I receive it. And I lay hold of it in Jesus' name. I lay hold of it. And you know how you do it? Words of your mouth. Words of your mouth. Ah, but Pastor Jay, you've got to be real. We're being more real because the realm of the Spirit is more real than this realm of the natural. The realm of the Spirit created the natural world. Things operate there before they ever operate here. You have strength on the inside before you have strength on the outside. You have peace on the inside before you feel it. Amen. You have healing on the inside before it impacts your body. Oh. Is, this, is this all right this morning? It's just, just the straight law of faith. It works 100% of the time. I get in the Bible. I read a promise. I see the picture. I declare it will come to pass. And I declare it till I believe it. And then I lay hold of it and say, in Jesus' mighty name, no longer will it will be. Faith is now the substance of things that I've hoped for for the last six months, for the last year. You see, you've got to take time to build your hope. You can't go from seed to faith. You've got to go see to hope. It, you know what? It's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Well, when are you going to believe and receive it? When I absolutely know that when I can close my eyes and I don't see the hopeless, I see the hope. And when I can see the promise of God coming to pass and a time will come that you've declared it and you've believed it and you've prophesied it, you say, now, it's my time to receive in Jesus' mighty name. I'm not trying to convince. I'm going to lay hold of this thing today. Now, people put that down, that that's the timing of God. It's not. It's the timing of what you've built up to that point of receiving. If you build your hope, it can happen. If you don't build your hope, you'll be there for years. Hello? You'll be there for years waiting for something to happen. But if you build your hope, you know what? The Word of God says this. People have prophesied that. Someone's laid hands on me. I'm believing it. This is going to come to pass in Jesus' name. No matter what the enemy says, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper in this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. And you build up the promise and you build up your faith and you stir it up. And when someone gets around, you say, oh, it's really hopeless, Pastor Jay. It ain't hopeless. Bless God, I'm on the road of the law of faith, hallelujah, and I'm going to lay hold of this and it's going to come to pass in my life in Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. What is faith? Faith is your identity. That's who I am. Oh, Pastor Jay, you're a stammerer. No, I'm not. I'm a speaker, clearly. That's what I am. Oh, Pastor Jay, Pastor Jay. I'm just giving you an example. Pastor Jay, you're a depressive. No, I'm an oil of joy flooded person. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Pastor Jay, you know what? You're sick. No, I'm, I'm the healed. Amen. See, identity is everything. You are not the sick trying to get healed. You're the healed and the enemy's trying to take away your, your health. Yes. How do you see yourself? Oh, you know what? I'm just a, I'm just a, a worrier. Not a warrior, a worrier. No, 
I'm not a worrier. I'm a filled with love, cast out all fear. Uh, it's what I am. What is your identity? But you can't just say it without you seeing it and building it. You've got to build it. And depending on how much time you've built the other junk, this might take you a year. Now, when God speaks and it's that divine moment, boom, you get a vision. Boom, you get an image. That's great. But I'm not talking about just divine intervention here. I'm just talking about read the Bible. Let it wash your life. Let it give you a new way of thinking and a new way of seeing. Don't just read it sort of casually. Don't just get into it. You know, if you've got an issue with sickness, get a concordance out. You know what that is? That's a, a book that tells you where everything is and go through every verse about healing. Build some hope. See, people will happily, happily take the medication three times a day. Wonderful. Take it. Please do. If you didn't, there'd be a lot more dead Christians. fact but I'd prefer along with that to to get hold of the the promise of God that can give me something to bring a breakthrough it's gonna take work is that you see people want this they want this bit over here can you see you can't see it yet it's not there yet because we're still building this see Hope, faith, your vision to your expectation, to your identity. What's the next one? Action. When you know you got it, you're going to live like it. <laughs> when you know you got it, you're going to live like it. When I believed I've received my healing, I'm getting out of bed. Whether I feel like it or not. <sighs> Stretch forth your hand, take up your bed and walk. Oh, Heal me and I'll get up. No, I've already told you you're healed. Take up your bed and walk. Well, I don't feel healed. Well, take up your bed and walk and your feelings might catch up with what your identity is. Oh yeah, but I don't feel it. I don't look it and everyone's looking at me. Heal me and I'll get up. No, get up and the healing will manifest. Why? It's a law of faith. See, hope, faith, action. Can I say what the one underneath is? It's what you see. Hopeless. What's the next one? Fear. You believe you receive already the bad outcome. You're no longer saying it's going to be bad. You're saying it is bad. Your action... It's the same on both lines. I couldn't think of another word. Is action. <laughs> Just to say, you do something. You act in faith or you act in fear. Which one are you going to do? No, it depends on what you've built down there. Action is what you do. It could be you give. It could be you serve. It could be you get out of bed. It could be that you declare something. But you do something. Faith without works is dead and finally as we close result we get a result result we get a result see hope faith action result I can see the stars I'm going to be a father he hung on there way too long God said 
Sort out your identity. You are a father. I am a father. Um, marital bliss. I don't know what else you call it. Fulfillment of the promise. It comes to pass. But the result is determined way back here. And you walk in it. See, hope, faith, action, result. Let's not get on that other one. See, hopeless, fear, action, result. There's a lot of people, see, I told you, Pastor, I told you it would all go wrong, and look, it's all gone wrong. You're on the wrong line. You're on the wrong avenue. That's the law of faith. Very simply today. You get in the Word of God. It paints pictures. You start to see yourself with it and not without it. You come to the point where you know you've got it. In Jesus' name, I believe I receive this. It's mine. I'm not trying to get healed. I believe I receive my healing. Or what I use healing as a, just an obvious one because we all deal with it. You act like it. Now, can I just say, the action of healing is not throwing the tablets down the toilet. Hello? You're not trying to prove something here. But you're acting like you know you got it. How are you doing, Pastor Jay? Wonderful, thank you very much. I'm a healed man. I'm not trying to be superficial about this and oh, I'm not going to say that. It's how I see myself. How are you? <laughs> see, you always talk out of your vision. Result. It's the fulfillment of the Word of God. Did you get anything out of that today? Yeah. Come on, let's stand to our feet in this house. We're out of time, so I'm not going to go into that great new song that I would love to have ended with. But uh, just encourage you all to go and get the new Elevation album. It would say Elevation. Elevation. It is Elevation, isn't it? And the new Elevation. Lion is on there. Don't you love the Lion song? It's great. Every valley raised up, mountains brought down. This is on there, a number of great songs on there that we're going to be bringing. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you today that there is a law of faith. And it works. You've told us to live by faith, walk by faith, talk by faith, stand by faith, pray in faith. And Father, we thank you, Lord, today for the spirit of faith. And we embrace you, Holy Spirit, today. You're the one who is the spirit of faith. That as we hear your voice, faith comes. As we develop a hearing heart, faith comes. This is not just about trying to find things that we want to look at. It's what you want to show us. Whether it's from your word or from a, a preach somewhere or something that you inspire us with. Lord, we want to say we are wide open to what you want to show us to activate this law of faith in our lives. Father, we thank you that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. When we walk by faith, the impossible becomes possible. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, just while we close this service now, but
Faith begins with a relationship with God. That's where it starts. And perhaps you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or perhaps you know you've got to come back to God. So right now, just very quickly and very simply, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you know you need to connect with God. Now, that's not just a feeling. It is not just I believe in God. The Bible says this. You repent, you believe, and you're baptized. These things are really important in the Bible. Jesus said, go and make disciples. What is it to be connected with God? Well, the Bible says it's only through the person of Jesus Christ. He came and He died on a cross for you. He gave His life. He shed His blood to pay the price for all of your and my sin. Which means we don't have to live sin conscious anymore. We live God conscious. That He's cleansed us and forgiven us. There's no more shame. There's no more guilt. You can come to God just as you are today. And He will receive you. And the Bible says he'll take out that old dead heart on the inside and he'll put in a brand new heart and start a brand new life. If you're here today and you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you need to come back to God and you know that you say you're a Christian but you're not living like it and you need to come back to God, I'm going to ask you, whoever you are here today, to do something really quickly and really simply. And that is when I say just to lift your hand and say, yep, Pastor Jay, that's me. I need to come back to God. I want to give my life to God. I want Jesus to come into my life. Come on. If you're here today and that is you, I'm going to ask you right now to lift your hand, please. In this auditorium. Receiving Jesus Christ as Lord. Wonderful. As I just look around. Come on, lift your hand up high. Make sure I can see it. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, God. Don't leave this place without, without receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. An eternity with Him. Come on, there's a battle going on in someone's life right now. Why don't you respond to God? Respond to God. Come back to God. Wonderful. Let's all pray this prayer. Let's say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. You've demonstrated your love by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you today as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in this place today, shall we?